0: Hi, and welcome to Sexo y Todo Eso, sex ed for the Latinx millennial parent. Join me and my co-host, Stephanie, as we tackle the topics of parenting and sexual health in our community while breaking cycles and building relationships in our families. This episode kicks off our three-episode series on puberty, universally acknowledged as the most awkward stage in life and might be the most awkward conversation we'll have with our kids as well. We are starting off with discussing the physical changes that happen during this stage and how and when parents can start having puberty conversations, embrace the awkwardness folks, Hey everyone,
1: I'm Stephanie.
0: And I'm Sassy. Welcome to Sexo y Todo Eso, Sex Ed for the Latinx Millennial Parent. Um, Welcome back, y'all, and if you're joining us for the first time, we're very happy you're here, and we hope you go back and listen to the first few episodes and check out our platicas as well. Our last episode focused on sexual consent and how to set up our kids for mutually respectful and pleasurable romantic relationships um, through introducing consent into other areas of their lives from childhood, and even though our kids might not even be thinking about sex or romantic relationships when we start modeling consent, these topics will slowly start becoming all-consuming as they near adolescence and certain physical, emotional, and social changes start to turn our sweet little kids into stinky, mood-changing, raging balls of hormones. We're talking about puberty, people. Yeah, and so today
1: we begin our three-part episode series on puberty. I know, how fun. We will break it up into three areas that undergo major changes during this time, the physical changes, emotional changes, and social changes. So we'll also discuss the hows and whens of talking to our kids about puberty and how to make it not awkward. Just kidding, it's going to get awkward, just go with it. Today we're, we're going to focus on the physical changes that happen during this time and we, we decided to start on the physical changes because it is the most obvious for parents and for adolescents, and for adolescents, it seems to be um, the most anxiety-provoking, and so that's why we decided to to talk on that. Um, When we talk about physical changes, we're talking about periods, random erections, voice changes, breast growth, and sweating. Um, We'll cover all of that.
0: Um, And just so that we're all on the same page, um, let's first talk about what we mean when we say puberty. So puberty is the stage in life when there's this huge amount of changes going on. And like we mentioned, physical, emotional, social um, happens over a period of time. So hormone production uh, triggers a strat of puberty for people with penises, testicles begin to produce more testosterone and sperm and for people with vulvas, the ovaries increase um, production of estrogen and they begin to release eggs. Um, And other hormonal increases uh, increases, um, also trigger other physical changes as well, such as body hair, body odor, skin changes, things like that.
1: And all of this starts happening between the ages of 18 to 13 for young people with vulvas. And- nine to 14 for those with penises. For some, it can happen sooner or later. Um, It's also a time in our lives that most as adults either remember vividly or try not to think about for the sake of their mental health. Um, And I know we're throwing around a lot of uh, anatomical terms. And so I know uh, for a lot of you, you might not have heard of vulvas. Vulvas are the exterior, outside region of the vagina, and so most people, um, when they think of that, they they tend to say vagina. But vagina is the in, internal canal, um, of the body, and so uh, vulvas is, is the exterior part of of the vagina, and it includes um, the the inner and outer labias. Um, So just to clarify and, and, you know, give some context around that. Um, In our platicas and in conversations with parents through our work, the subject of puberty comes up frequently and the experience varies greatly by sex and gender. And so when puberty is spoken of at all, it's typically only in the sense of physical changes. And even then, it's limited to menstruation and breast growth for girls. Um, and hygiene and erection for boys, Uh, not to mention of any other physical changes that might happen, and nothing about the emotional or social experiences of puberty.
0: Yeah, and sometimes puberty isn't really spoken of at all. We spoke to many parents that, as young people, did not know what a period was or to expect one because no one told them. And just imagine being in that position. Imagine being in that situation. No one's ever told you about periods. You're an 11 year old, you go to the restroom one day, you see a puddle of red blood soaking through your underwear. So at this point, your only experience with blood has been associated with injury, pain, getting a cut, scrape, violence, um, terrible illness or medical emergencies. What would you think is happening to you if you just randomly found blood in your underwear and knew nothing about what was going on? So many of the parents that we spoke to that were in that very situation came to the only reasonable conclusion that they could with the information that they knew, which was not a lot. They thought they were dying. They were very ill. They needed to go to the doctor. They were headed for the emergency room like right now, and they naturally freaked out. Yeah.
1: And, um, you know, you as a listener might have gone through something similar too, um, if you haven't had that education. So we advise you not to wait until this point to tell your child, oh, hey, by the way, you should expect to start bleeding from your vagina once a month for the rest of your life, um, ex- except when there's another human growing inside of you. So ideally, the puberty conversations will happen before the onset of puberty. So knowing what to expect can, can help you ease any anxiety associated with it, um, and can prepare young people for the changes that they will be going through. As well as establish you, their trusted adult, as a source of honesty and information that they can go to when they need to. So letting kids know that everyone, even us, will go through or have been through puberty can help normalize these physical changes.
0: Yeah, and before we get to um, talking about how to have these conversations, we do want to take some time to go over these physical changes that we're talking about, what happens um, during puberty. I know mostly everyone listening is an adult and has likely gone through puberty already might feel they don't need this you know, little review about what happens during this time, but we also know the state of sex ed in our country. So many of the adults listening, including Stephanie and I, did not get comprehensive breakdown of puberty growing up in a sex ed class. Um, And it's also a good idea to recap just because um, we want to know what's going to happen to our kids, right? What they're going to be going through and getting some sort of um, reminder of what that is helps us also talk to them and also know what to look for, what's normal and not not normal. So let's get into it. Some of the physical changes that are going to happen. So skin and hair are going to start to get oilier. So our body starts producing a little bit more oil. This could also cause clogged pores, the bane of any adolescent existence, face and body acne. Um, Acne can also result from hormonal changes in the body, but um, typically regular bathing, regular hygiene, face washing can definitely help improve and prevent hair and skin. Um, Bodies also start growing very rapidly. So this comes up in various ways. Aside from, you know, getting taller, there's some growth spurts that happen during this time. Um, People's hands and feet also grow bigger. Shoulders become broader. Hips change structure, may become a little wider. Um, Facial structures change. So say goodbye to the last remnants of those, you know, adorable little chubby baby cheeks. Faces are going to become slimmer. Jawlines might become more defined. Um, They elongate a little bit. Um, and they will be more sweaty. So body sweat increases, and this can going to increase body odor. So like, you know, with oil production, frequent bathing, face washing, um, all of those things with, will help. Um, and also it might be a good time to introduce deodorant.
1: Yeah, and then along with that, um,
0: voices will get deeper. So this is typically a change that
1: is mostly associated with the male sex. Maybe because it's a little more pronounced in boys um, and the attention that it gets in TVs and movies about adolescents uh, with voices cracking and the jo- jokes associated with that. Uh, but everyone's voices deepen during the stage. Um, and when we would explain that to students, you know, we asked them to think back when they were in elementary school or even younger And ask them, like, do you sound the same as you did back then? And so no one really sounds the same um, as they were younger. So Um, another change is that breasts begin to grow as well. It's usually one of the first physical changes in puberty. Um, It happens to young people of any sex or gender, although it's more pronounced um, in people with vulvas. And then facial and body hair is another change. Um, It gets a lot of attention as well um, because of its growth, and then it it darkens um, usually during this phase. And this happens for everyone, and the amount of hair varies from person to person. Um, Hair growth on the face, legs, back, and pubic area is completely common and normal. And I also wanted to say that sometimes. Hair like hair on your head, like the texture, also can begin to change. I know, um, some of my nieces, you know, they had straighter hair, and then once they started puberty, it got super curly. So that's also something that can happen: is the, the texture of it um, can change. Um, genital and reproductive changes also happen. So the penis grows, the testes grow um you know sperm begins to produce and that's where ejaculation begins um and that's where you have those you know spontaneous erections those those wet dreams um also what happens is ovulation begins and menstruation as well um and then vaginal fluid secretions occur Um, And then one of the last changes that we want to talk about is uh, physical responses to sexual arousal. Um, And this can be scary for for us parents. You know, our kids are going to start thinking or having these sexual attractions, these feelings. um, And this could include, you know, penile erections and vulvas becoming plump. Um, as well as fluid secretions from the penis and vagina.
0: But it's all completely normal. Yes. Um, so that's a lot going on during this time. Um, and this does not include all the emotional and social challenges that might come up as well. We'll cover those in different episodes um but a lot of young people have little or no awareness about what's about to happen to them for the next few years so it can be very helpful to have these conversations and to not limit them to the changes that'll happen in their bodies only so knowledge about the physical changes um that others will go through can increase normalization and empathy as well um it also creates uh increased knowledge of reproductive health and it can help them protect their health as well as the health of their partners Um, So if you notice, most of the changes that we mentioned happen to everyone going through puberty. Very few are specific to just one sex. Um, So it's important that we speak of um, different body types to our kiddos when we're talking about puberty and the changes that different bodies are going to go through Um, and to engage every child in this conversation. Because the more obvious entry into puberty um, is associated with females. And they're usually the ones that receive most of the attention when it comes to this conversation. Um, And it's important that this changes. So with all this talk of puberty, I am curious to learn more about your entry into puberty. Stephanie, did you have a moment when you were like, yep, I'm starting puberty now. This is it. Um, I think,
1: you know, when I was a kid,
0: I think I was in fourth grade
1: and I started to sweat more and I obviously needed deodorant. Um and so I think that was my entry to puberty and then we had you know those puberty talks where they separate the boys and the girls and you know kind of give you somewhat of an education um, and then I do remember reading the book Are You There God It's Me Margaret and I I think I I, I did read it in fourth grade, and I, I didn't understand what a period was, but I was reading it, right? So I was like, oh, I guess it's something that happens to, like, girls, right? And then that summer leading up to fifth grade is when I started my period. But I didn't know it was my period because, for me at least, it wasn't like a puddle of red blood. It was more, like, dark and, like, more mucusy, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so, I was,
0: yeah. yeah, like, I didn't... And that's important to talk about with kids, too, right? That we, like, say blood and they think red. But it, yeah, it changes and it varies with the cycle and stuff. So that's...
1: Yeah, and so, yeah. like, I remember having to keep going to the bathroom. And I was like, what the heck? Like, I just, like, wiped myself. Like, why does this keep coming out? Like, it's not it's not like urine or poop or so I was just like really confused and I think my mom noticed that I kept going to the bathroom and she was like hey what's going on and then I showed her and she's like oh and she was like yeah it is señorita and I was like what the heck is that like I thought I was already a girl you know what I mean so there was Mm -hmm. that and then like so she explained like I had to wear pads and this and that and like not to get pregnant and I was like what like why would I get pregnant? Like I'm a kid. <laughs> why would and you then, do that? uh, so yeah. Then after that, like you yeah, know, she. I think she called like all my dias and And then every party, like we went to, she like, I don't know, found the chance. To, like, oh yes, Yuki. Like my my mom's family calls me Yuki, my middle name. Like, oh Yukiya, yeah, yes, señorita, and they're like oh like. And I was like, what the heck? Like, leave me alone. So, yeah, that was my experience going through puberty. I think I I experienced it earlier than most of my peers because I was in elementary school at the time. And every, well, most of my friends, like, experienced it, like, in seventh or eighth grade. So a couple of years later. But, yeah, I would advise you not to announce that your child is going through puberty. I think it's obvious when your child is going through <laughs> puberty and I don't think it needs a formal announcement for further
0: embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Um for me, it was a little bit different. So we had the the whole talk, I think we were like in fifth grade. Um, Again, separated boys and girls told us about puberty, what was going to happen. So I was like, okay, so this is going to happen, right? I'm expecting it. I was a late bloomer. This happened in elementary school. I did not start puberty till the summer between middle and high school. So it was a long time coming. Mm -hmm. Like all this time, I'm like anxiously waiting. Oh, it's going to happen. When's it going to happen? And it took forever. Um, So there were two things I think that I was like really focused on one was like getting my period and the other was like I wanted boobs like I wanted boobs so badly Mm -hmm. the first I got I got my period eventually boobs I never got never happened but whatever I've made peace with that (laughs) um but yeah it was like the summer between middle and high school I was at the zoo of all places um and I remember we were at the zoo. It was my dad's birthday. We were at the zoo and they only had those little tampons that used to come in like um, cardboard or something. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I was in a bad mood. It was summer. It was a hot. I got my first period. I was, cr- it was a terrible, terrible experience <laughs> all around. Um. So that was my entry into a puberty. Um, but yeah, it 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 started badly and then it just continued normal. So that's good.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're like, this is the day I've been
0: waiting for. It. I know, exactly. I don't want this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um so having this conversation um can be really important, really helpful. Um, letting kids know that the range of time, right, it can happen. So like me and Stephanie are like, kind of like on the opposite sides of that, right? Either starting really early or really late. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: letting them know that, um, you know, that varies and even that is normal, right? There is no one right age for it to Mm -hmm. happen, Um, And having the conversation can be uncomfortable for both adults and children. That's normal and it's okay. Um, And it can be hard for different reasons. So kids might be embarrassed by the new changes and feelings they might be having, um, or they might have anxiety about the things that um, they know will happen. Um, Parents might not have had the best puberty experience, so maybe these conversations might bring up unpleasant feelings and memories. Um, But there are so many different ways to be supportive. Um, depending on how, you know, the adult feels, depending on the temperament of the child as well, they might not be the type of child who's very open. So, um, there are different ways to show up. There are websites, um, books, videos, or leaning on other part on your partners or on other people in your support system, um, can be really helpful, um, to start having these conversations. It's just important to let them know that you're willing to share this information, um, in whatever form, you know, that looks like. Yeah, and Before we begin
1: the conversation, it's good to keep in mind that even though we all went through puberty and can relate to some of what our kids are experiencing or will experience, um, the context of your experiences are very different and we shouldn't expect to understand exactly what our kids are going through. Um, Technological advancements have made our lives more public than ever before, and growing up in a world where all our mistakes and awkwardness can be recorded for eternity is something we are not familiar with. Um, This does not mean that we can't still be a source of comfort, support, and knowledge, um, even if we don't fully understand
0: their experience. Um, So a question that we got a lot from the parents that we worked with is, when do I start to talk to my kids about puberty? When do these conversations happen? And like with any um, other sexual health topic, it's going to depend on the age and what's developmentally appropriate for your child, um, what kind of, you know, curiosities are coming up for them at that point. So usually between the ages of six and eight, um, you can begin to expect um, to answer more advanced, more mature questions about reproduction, begin to talk about reproduction and the physical changes that'll happen and begin to share some of the more age appropriate resources. Um, Once they enter puberty around nine and 12, you can expect questions about sex, masturbation. Um, And when it comes to masturbation, kids might be embarrassed about this, but it's important to let them know that it's normal, healthy, and also something that should be done in private. Um, And it's also a good time to start bringing up values and expectations about sexual activity. Um, So between six and eight, start talking about puberty, what to expect, what's going to happen, and around nine um, and older, Um, getting more specific about, you know, sex and reproduction and what the expectations are around that.
1: Yeah, as we begin these conversations, it's important to keep in mind and to remind your kids that bodies are different. And that's normal and okay. Um, In our culture, the Latino culture, it's very common for people, especially family to point out our bodies or comment on them. So nicknames like gordita, flaco, chaparro, güero, negra are very common, um, as is pointing out when someone starts developing breasts or facial hair or when, you know, voices begin to change. It's a part of our culture, and it's usually meant in a loving, teasing way, and that might be how it's received by some as well. But it's important to think about the thin line between teasing and criticizing or bullying, And if the other person, in this case a child, is not okay or shows discomfort with this type of teasing, just stop. Don't do it. These comments can impact a young person's self-esteem and body image. Um, And it can be really damaging, especially um, during this stage where they're going through so many changes, sometimes all at once, um, and they're trying to navigate through that.
0: Yeah, and I mean, young people are already concerned With their bodies enough at this stage. Um, In our work with young people, we were asked a lot about what was normal, um, usually related to breast size or penis size. Um, It's a real concern for young people that their bodies don't look like the bodies of their peers or maybe like the bodies that they see on social media or TV and movies. Um, some might've started developing sooner than their friends, or maybe they're the last ones to enter puberty in their friend group. So either of these scenarios can cause frustration, can cause anxiety. Um, so letting them know that puberty doesn't happen overnight. It happens gradually over several years, um, can help calm some of that anxiety around this and explaining that there is not one size that's normal, um, for either bodies, um, or for breasts or penises can be helpful as well. Um, just as the rest of our bodies, faces are all different. So are our boobs and genitals. They might roll their eyes and it might not help them in the moment, but knowing this will bring them closer to self-acceptance and, um, support their self-esteem and their body image as they grow. Um,
1: yeah. And I, I want to add to that, you know, um, when young people are consuming a lot of media, especially like TV shows and movies, um, a lot of actors and actresses that play adolescents or teens, they look like full-grown adults. And that's because they are full-grown adults. They're not um, teens most, in most cases. And so I think having that conversation with your kiddos as well um, and being critical thinkers in the media that they consume can help um, with that conversation. So normalizing other puberty experiences like random erections, masturbation, vaginal discharge, and wet dreams will also help calm some rather embarrassing things that they might be experiencing and that they might not wanna ask about outright. Um, And it can also help them identify when something might be happening that is not normal. So even though everyone goes through puberty at a different rate, it's also important to recognize when there might be for concern so if you notice any of the following it's a good idea to check in with your doctor or your kiddos doctor um, so if your son shows signs of puberty before the age of nine or if your daughter shows signs of puberty before the age of seven uh, if your daughter goes or if your daughter does not show any signs of puberty by the age of 13 your daughter has not had her period within five years of when her breast started to grow. Um, your daughter has not had her period by age sixteen, or your son does not show any signs of puberty by the age of fourteen. And you know, these when we when we list these, we're talking about cisgender um, young people and not transgender young people. Um, puberty is a challenging time all around and such an impactful milestone that is, that it's taking up three episodes in our podcast. So this is just a drop in the puberty bucket. The emotional and social changes and challenges of puberty do not usually receive as much attention. So if you are interested in learning more about those, tune into our upcoming episodes as we continue our puberty series.
0: Thank you for staying with us, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Follow us on Instagram at SexSuite.so, where you can stay up to date on what's happening with us. Check out our stories to ask all your sex ed questions and DM us about y'all's experiences with sex ed. We'd love to hear from you. If you like what we have to say, please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode.
1: And remember make good choices. Adios.